Welcome back to Gonnock Slay, episode 24, the My Sai special. Oh. Uh, I'm Sai and I'm joining Tom and Ross today. There we go. That was perfect. We can just yeah. sit back now. Yeah. Do, you want, do you want to do like the editing of it and instead take <laughs> all of the weight off my show? <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> yeah. Come back every uh, time. <laughs> no, I've tried editing a podcast before and it lasted two episodes before I gave up on it because I hated doing the editing. What did you use? Uh, PC. Was it like a particular pro? Because I use Audacity I for this. Audacity, hi, that was yeah. what I used. Uh, it is good Audacity, like for editing stuff. Uh, I, I initially tried to do it on that thing that I record on, mm-hmm. and uh, that would have been impossible, absolutely mm-hmm. impossible. But Audacity is good for doing stuff like that. It's good for nothing as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Exactly, when you can get it for free. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why wouldn't you? So if you're looking to make your own podcast, Audacity. I think you should just go. download it just, just so you can see I've got some, something for free, even if you never use it. I've got Audacity, like, do you use it? No, but I got it, it was free. It's really good. You know, that's like the sort of conversation you'd have with someone. Well, I use it to record songs. You do, don't you? Yeah, and ideas, it's good. Like, mm-hmm. What was, uh, Ross, speaking of songs and ideas, mm-hmm. the last episode you put in what I think was some of the best things that you've written so far. Oh, thanks. You were very welcome. Um, you were using some sort of voice manipulation tool. Oh, I just something I downloaded from before. It was class. It was really oh, good. Thanks. There was a bit in particular on the end of one of them. You put this mad effect on one of the vocals, and uh, I don't know which one it was. I can't remember. Is this what you were doing? No, 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 no. Honestly, no. No, I did <laughs> do something at the end of weapons. Yeah, the... No, there was. Um, it was games and film. I think it was called. Maybe was it? Was oh, that what it was called? Yeah. And there was the very, very end of it. You put this like kind of sound like a tortured soul. Can I just do a quick call back to one of the old episodes in Please, which you talked yeah. about weapons mm-hmm. and you discussed the mace mm-hmm. um, and I have to pull you up because what you said was a mace isn't actually... So, no, sorry, you talked about a flail? Yeah. And, no, hold on. Morning we'll get star. there. We'll get there. So the morn... No, right. The, the object <laughs> the that you described... I've got written down here. The object that you described this. is the, the one where it has a handle and then a chain and then a ball with spikes on the end yeah. of it. Mm. And I believe you called that either a mace or a morning star. Called, I've got written here because I was going to mention this. Mm. The morning star, I think we called it. Uh, it's uh, actually a flail. Mm. Um, a mace or morning star, which is the same thing as a metal pole well, with a, a ball on the mm. end. Um, like a scepter probably more useful really and less likely to injure yourself while using it mm-hmm. yeah but a flail you know it could easily catch someone's shield bounce back at you you it's know a... the morning star weapon mm-hmm. do you know that was in the game renegade on the uh, target renegade so why would that weapon just be lying around the street for <laughs> folks to use because they just uh, looted a museum ah good answer medieval weaponry is a bit of a Special subject of yours, isn't it, Sai? Well, as, as, as we'll discover when we talk about my game in history, I, I played a lot of fantasy-based games, so mm-hmm. uh, I've picked up a little bit of knowledge of 
of weapons of ye olden times. Would you ever use the question, what is your favourite medieval weapon as an icebreaker at any point in time? <laughs> I might have done that more than a few times yeah. while, uh, while internet dating. <laughs> Once I had reached the point of, uh, of not taking internet dating very seriously, uh, and uh, whenever I managed to get a, a bite off anyone, mm-hmm. I would often then fire back the, the question, what is your favourite piece of medieval weaponry? Most of the times that ended the conversation immediately. Yeah, but one, one or two people did um, did reply and laugh and say that's the most original or interesting question I've ever been asked. And did they give you an answer? Some of them did. Most of them didn't put much thought into it. And would you have torn them apart if they'd said a morning star when they meant a flail? I would have. I would have. Even, <laughs> so if been, even if I'd like bumped into the street a year and a half yeah. later. Idiot! <laughs> we wouldn't have got past your vet and brought us some Oh, damn it. No second date for us. Or even first. Would we, we would date together, wouldn't we? We'd come as a pair. You can't just get one of us. Yeah, one of us just watches or, or just like <laughs> sends emails in the background. Um, so, yeah, this is part two. Uh, we're going to talk about size history and gaming. These Desert Island games. Gaming Persona. Let's fucking do it! Gaming history. Mm. So, our first um, machine format, platform, whatever, is able to play games on, I think, was a Spectrum. Mm. Good choice. Um, Great choice. Hold and, on, is this a joke? <laughs> and I don't really remember any of the games that I used to play back then. There was, I have very sketchy memories of having the Spectrum. I'd, I know that I, I had Renegade, and I remember playing... Um, Daily Thompson's Athletics thing. Awesome game. Um, one of Ross's favourites. I had a decathlon where you'd see how fast you could wiggle the joystick without breaking it. Or break the keys on you. Uh-huh. Yeah, poor Spectrum. Um, and another Spectrum game that I did play quite a bit that sticks out, uh, Kickstart 2. Yeah. Oh, Kickstart 2, uh, motorbike game. You can make your own tracks and stuff. Uh, we spend a lot of time trying to design a track and then not actually finishing it. Yeah. And not driving it. We talked, Christy, mentioned that one, didn't you, in the last mm-hmm. one? And it, well, on the last guest episode, I suppose. It's a popular game. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a classic. Gaming really took over in my life as a, a hobby when I then got a Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And I was a massive, massive Mario fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I started on Mario Brothers 2. Right. Was it, was it called Mario Brothers 2 or Super Mario Brothers or something? Is that the unusual mind? You pick up things and, like, throw... Because you know the thing, it's not actually Mario 2, what we got. Do you know that? No, I don't. Like, I'm, I'm not that... Enlighten us. So, Super Mario 2 in the West is actually... Is it Doki Doki Panic? Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Yeah. It's a, it's a game that the changed to make it look like a Mario game. Because uh, Mario 2, if you've ever played on the, um, the Lost Levels on the SNES version... Anyway, Mario 2... The Japanese version's tough as fuck, and it's right. just more of the same. Mm-hmm. And the the legend was that um, Western players aren't good enough to like handle, so they redone the game. Right. So that's why I say like Mario Two is a very odd game. Mm-hmm. It, you like you pick up them parsnips and throw them, and, yeah. and you can pick, uh, you can be Princess Peach on that and Toad. And oh, that. Luigi and when when Luigi jumped his legs were would wiggle backwards and forwards and he had a reason the characters all had different abilities like she, Princess that, jumped yeah. and floated for a little while before she dropped because of dress uh, well that came free I think with the the Nintendo package I got when, is, when yeah. I got a Nintendo so I played a lot of that is it the first the, the Nintendo system 
Nintendo Entertainment System, the NES, yeah, not the Super, yeah, right. That was the first one you had. So after a while of playing that one, I then picked up a second-hand copy of the original Mario game and played the shit out of that one as well. There was a lot of Nintendo games that I remember playing bits and pieces of, but again, like I haven't got the best memory for for back then. So I remember Castlevania yeah. was a game that I always thought was going to be great. And then when I got it and played it, really didn't like it very much. No. Is that um, the first one? Uh, it? It was, I've never played the first one. It was really tough. But then again, it might have been because I was of the age I was. That Actually, another game I was going to mention, that I got the... I think you mentioned it earlier on, like the Super Mutant Turtles, whatever they were called. Teenage Mutant Turtles. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There was a Nintendo game of that. Tales in Time, or was it Thingy Manhattan or something? Was it a like side-on-scrolling like side-on-scrolling game? Yeah. But I was never able to get past the second screen. So you would start <laughs> off, you would move along to the second screen, and then I used to get killed at that point every time. And I'd done that about five hundred times, and then gave up. Hmm. Never saw beyond that. What uh, a screen, though. <laughs> well worth the. You're gonna get stuck at any. I mean, come uh, on. Well worth the money your parents paid for it. <laughs> Did you have a lot of games? Because growing up, there wasn't. I didn't know many people who had a NES in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people had um, like Commodore 64s and Spectrums and stuff. I guess the, it was the price of the games that put a lot of people off. But Tom, you had a Master System, didn't mm-hmm. you? Yeah, Master System Two we had. And so my cousin had a NES. My cousin David. You met David? You might have met David at some point. He, he yeah. had a, a NES, original one. Did he was in the band Jetson and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You'll have seen him. Did you just get your games at like Christmas and birthdays and stuff? Because they, they were quite expensive, weren't they? Pretty much, I. So, like I say, there wasn't wasn't like I had loads of games for it. We just played Mario over and over and over. Um, so the thing was, it used to be a big thing getting a game. It used to be like a huge, when I was a kid, a big event. Like these days, you get one when it when it comes out when it's release date. Right. But when I was a kid, it was like a big like it was either a birthday or, or Christmas or something or Easter. No, eggs. See, that's what's slightly different about having a Commodore on that because the games you could get games for like one ninety nine. Right. Yeah. And I know the quality isn't it isn't as high as on the NES and stuff, but you literally had. Hundreds. Of, you could get magazines where they'd have like five free games on. Yeah, it was, the Spectrum was the same way. You get the the free free games on the front, and the free like the demos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Right. The guy who lived like who I used to hang around with, who lived down the street, had a master system, mm-hmm. and uh, so I played like a, a little bit of like Sonic and was it Shinobi or something? Yeah, that was Shinobi. I, but uh, I was Alex Kid. Imagine that's uh, Ross's favorite game. Um, <laughs> I never, I never got it. Like it didn't appeal to us all. Nah, I hate it. <laughs> the joke is he likes it. Nah, yeah. that's it's the joke. joke. It's a very, very, it's a very simple joke. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so console gaming kind of like started the um, the gaming obsession, but when it really kicked into overdrive, I think was the Amiga. Yeah, I then got an Amiga five hundred plus. For Christmas, and the reason I'd got it was because I have two cousins who are both older, um, and they were playing games on there. But I think Championship Manager when it originally started out. It started Possibly, in Amiga, yeah. did it? I, I'm not wow. into them. I, I could be that. I could be the timescale that could be thrown us. But I know that anyway. I, I wanted to get a computer because games I had played with them. One of the games I'm. Well, shall I mention now? This is one of the games I'm going to leave you for um, for homework games. As a game, yeah, well, yeah, sure, I don't mind the, uh, that early on on the Amiga that 
it probably had a big impact on what I went on to play in the future because it's the first kind of fantasy style game I remember playing. Mm-hmm. Um, the game was called Moonstone, A Hard Day's Night. Oh, I'm so glad. Oh, it's a wicked game, that, yeah. So I, I, for years I couldn't remember the name of it. I only kind of got around to looking it up again on mm-hmm. the internet a few years back. Um, are you aware of this game at all, Tom? Moonstone. Moonstone, A Hard oh. Day's Night. So that's the full title, Moonstone, A Hard Day's Night. Yep. So the idea of the game was there was four different characters, four knights. Yeah. Each one was a different colour, red, green, blue and black maybe? Or? Yeah, yeah. And the game was like, there was a map where you'd have a little picture of your knight and you could move the picture into different areas and as you were moving around you would get like random encounters or... It, it's a bit like King's Bounty. No, the the map screen, there's these little points that you can go to. Go to and you'd get in a day of battle when you got yeah. there. Right, okay. So you'd fight different... It was one of those ones where like you pressed up, the character walked up the screen, mm-hmm. down, and he had a sword, and you fought different things. What I really remember about the game is and you'd fight a dragon, and like to beat the dragon, you'd basically just get in underneath its front legs <laughs> yeah. and do this prod up. As you would in real life. Forward, yeah. Just prod at it until it died. <laughs> so what? as soon as you got in underneath it, you'd, you'd beat the dragon. Right. What was lush about the dragon was it would it, it randomly moved around the map. Right. And it, early on, you have to be quite... Even, mm. I know that's the way of doing it, but you still have to be quite strong to beat <clears> the dragon. <throat> so there was a quite um, a dangerous element of that. <clears throat> the thing I remember about that game is how gory it is. Right. There's like... These giants that pop you, Ooh. and there's these little critters. Do you remember them? That that they can actually use the tail to make like hang you. Oh. It, it's a really really good game. Like me and Terry used to play it like just recently. Right, so okay. I think this that that's one of the games that like like say, a good when, when we talk about medieval weaponry and things like that. That's mm-hmm. like kind of early on. I need, and immediately was like I like this game. Played a load of it with my cousins and then when I got my own Amiga that was one that I, I kept going back to and playing it's lots of multiplayer game as well isn't uh, it because you... four people can play and each be a knight and you can actually fight each other if you want to in a way you can help each other or mm. just stay in your own little regions because there's the swamp region and whatnot. It's yeah it's a really good game that uh, class so good I, choice I, I very much enjoyed that um, I mentioned Championship Manager there again That that's a game that I guess a lot of gamers probably would frown upon. Do you think maybe it's like it's not really a proper game, is it? It's like a sim, it's isn't it? Like it's, so sort of thing, I don't know. I mean, is it any more of a any less of a game than Sim City or mm-hmm. something like that? It's the same sort of thing where you're managing. Mm-hmm. You're not getting involved in controlling a character as such, but yeah, I think it's a. I know what you mean. It's sort of purists might go, "Oh, that's not like a." A proper game as such, but no, I think if you, as long as you're kind of controlling something on a screen and making decisions that affect the outcome, I would say it's still a game. I played that for a, a long time. Like, oh, for, you played that, did you? Oh, fucking hell! Throughout from from getting my first PC at the age of about ten or eleven, up until I was about sixteen or seventeen, I uh-huh. played like every version of it and wasted lots of hours on it, lots of them. Do you believe um, them sort of games, you Ayla? It's more my yeah, I love them. I hate them because yeah. I had LME manager for and I was on the PlayStation, so not a very mm. good format, and I just couldn't get away. Well, I remember. Well, I was when when I was growing up, and other friends who only ever had consoles. There was a few managers games that came out, and they were always terrible. Like mm. they were really trash in comparison to how in depth and complicated Championship Manager was at that point. So 
any other manager game, I was always just like very snobby about. I'm not interested in playing it. It's not as good. Yeah, is that one? Championship manager changed its name to Football Manager, didn't it? In like recent incarnations. I, I did. Because I, I played it. I think one of the last times it was called Championship Manager, I played it like an unbelievable amount. I think on the back of the manual there was a picture of a condom or something like that. It said you won't be needing this. Honestly, yeah, uh, yeah, that was like their in joke sort of thing. Yeah. Why? Because you'd have unprotected sex if you played that. Game. Well, I didn't use condoms anyway, so I didn't even get the joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What's this?" Um, a game that Ross mentioned in the first part that I played a lot of on the Amiga Two was uh, Speedball Two. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I remember going to yours when I was a kid and playing Speedball. Like, I may be in the first. Probably would have insisted you'd played it. I think it's the I first thought. experience I ever had with that game. That's actually there's very very few games that I have ever gone back to play but I did about two or three years ago mm-hmm. managed to get an emulator with Speedball 2 working on it and I played it for like a good couple of hours you have too um, recently haven't you Rob? yeah I'm going through it yeah it's tough it, there right? was, it is tough but I, I mean it was always good the way that you would have to be shit the first season but then you'd just get enough money to buy a slightly better player right. the next year and you'd kind of build up until you had the best team and then whenever I got promoted into the next league I would then not be able to get any further I'd just keep getting beat I'm feeling that at the minute um, getting absolutely destroyed in the, the uh, first division like S- Steel I forget one of the teams is just if you look at the stats mm-hmm. the stats are absolutely immense do you think that because um, I really really enjoy and I know it's a bit of a contentious one but the um, Final Fantasy X you know the side game sort of thing oh, underwater yeah. thing that's similar to speedball isn't it really how you're passing the ball to each other like throwing it to each other and stuff it's funny with this futuristic and you can buy new sport. players and that where did it come from? Because you got like rollerball, and mm-hmm. like, and I mean, I, I don't know, like. But I really enjoyed that that side game in Final Fantasy X, so I think that's why I, I never really played speedball as such, but I saw it like I must have seen you playing it, and mm-hmm. someone else I saw playing it when I was younger, but I never actually played it myself. Mm-hmm. But I know that it's a game that if I had, I would have absolutely loved it. You got your Mega later now. Can yeah, go? absolutely. Um, it is fun. Good game, like. I I kind of oh I I got into then um I can't think of the name for them but Dune two was the first of that genre of games. Uh, RTS, RTS, yeah. like, um, collecting resources, building up. Oh, so Dune two, what Dune two came game. around and I I, 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 I was obsessed with that. Yeah, I played it for many many hours. Yeah, and it was to say went on to be the first of many RTSs that I played a lot of we mentioned that in the first oh, yeah. episode June 2 it, it was just completely different to anything else I had ever played and yeah. I loved it from the off I, the first time I played it um, it was with my uncle and we played I'm sure we played against each other oh class um, with two he had two Amigas in, uh, his, yeah. in his room and oh, we, wow. we played against each other class and that like oh, that blew my mind that, I think that was probably well, as we'll discover later on World of Warcraft and multiplayer game and became like the be all and end all for me, and yeah. that was my first experience of it, and I loved it. It was great to play, like I say, competitively against someone, mm-hmm. but still at the same time in the same room with them, where you could have a bit of crack about it, a yeah. bit, of, bit of banter between you. I bet you lost hours playing that. Like, uh, I mean, and he was like, "This is my uncle, so it's my mother's youngest brother." He's still like a like a good bit older than me, so he used to wallop us when I was a little kid. Right. But got to learn somehow. Uh, <laughs> Tough love, I. Um, Training you. Yeah. So did you then go on to <laughs> like play this for a lifetime of getting beat at games of other people? <laughs> did you want to play like Commander Conquer and other RTS games? Like so I, I I played all of the Command and Conquer games. I think I, yeah. I bought them all as they came out. Always on the PC. I know, I know they made versions of them on the. I played them on the console on the 
uh, just, PlayStation. I, I felt it was so slow with the control instead of being able to move your mouse and click uh, on wherever you want to I actually away. had a PlayStation mouse because of a game by the Bitmus Brothers was called Zed mm-hmm. and you could that was for the PlayStation 1 and you couldn't play it with a controller so right. I bought a mouse mm-hmm. and so you it just wouldn't let you play it with a controller at all no it was just too slow you couldn't oh, play see, so you could, it was but, made yeah. for like a PC uh, so Command and Conquers and Age of Empires yeah, yeah. Oh, I had that for the PlayStation I really like that one. Uh, the one that I played, the, probably one of the last ones that I played, one of the last ones that really came out was Ruse. You ever heard of that? Which is a World War Two. Ah, yes. Where uh, kind of the gimmick is you're looking down on a, a like a uh, like you're in a war room and you're looking mm-hmm. down on a big table mm-hmm. and you zoom in and it becomes like like real. So it, it just if you zoom right out, you can obviously stand in this war room looking down on on the action playing out. And you zoom right in, and you can see close up the, the enemies. When you stuff. say like a recent one, are you talking? It was like eight or nine years ago. Ah, yeah, it was. I think wild. I might have downloaded it. And I got it on three sixty, but I never really got into. I, I really enjoyed that. I thought it was a nice. It had some really good ideas because the whole idea of it being a ruse, or the idea of the name was, you, mm-hmm. you had these special abilities called ruses. Mm-hmm. So one of them was where you you set down loads of. Um, vehicles that weren't real that were just like made of cardboard mm-hmm. and that would draw the enemy's attention away from your actual attack and stuff so there was loads of different tricks you could play but I just think that it, it played really well I only played it on the Xbox so I never played it like on a PC which is mm-hmm. really the best way to play RTSs I think even though that's I've never have oh no I, I played um, I mentioned a couple of episodes ago one of the Command and Conquerors I think it was Tiberium Wars mm. I played on the PC and that was one of the first games I ever played online actually I was just thinking there there is another RTS game that you, I don't know if you might remember it's an, an early one on the Amiga I used to play <coughs> where you started off it and you were like like a Stone Age style well, tribe civilization. and you would mm. quickly advance through till you were like sort of space age but you could attack like so, you'd build up your little army with your arm them with whatever you had, and at the start with it would be like sticks and was it stones. Not civilization? Sounds like civilization now. Or was it that one? There's another one, isn't it? Where it's civilization. It's like the the diamonds, and you you, yeah. you move around like that. Right. But the one you're maybe talking about was it like each? It was like different rooms almost. There the weren't rooms. They were like like I, boxes that you fought in. Potentially, I remember basically you were saying in your area the rest of the screen around you was black, uh, and then occasionally like the other ones would come and attack you. You'd set off your little, it, your little minions throwing their sticks or the stones, and as you got better and better, they'd, you'd advance up to say till you were like a space age thing where you had little ships flying and stuff. And did you not play World of Warcraft three? Because I uh, did, I, I did. But I two for the PlayStation. I still got it, and that was. That, Back in the day when I loved Command and Conquer, that was mm. the other go-to game because I liked it because of um, those different resources. Like it was free, mm. wasn't it? It was mm. wood, water, and oil or something. Well, it was that's just one. Warcraft was it? Warcraft. It was Warcraft two. Uh, Warcraft. Yeah. I Warcraft. That I I got to that much much later in life though. I went like ah. I, I got it when, well, not long before World of Warcraft came out. I came to yours. I think it might have been even when you were at uni, mm-hmm. and I played Warcraft three mm-hmm. at yours. I remember. Uh, so that I, was I, the, first remember, I think, the first experience out of that. I think Alan, the guy I lived with at university, bought it. Right. And um, I'd never really heard of Warcraft up to that point. Mm-hmm. He was playing it as soon as I saw it was like RTS. I was like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to have a go at that. Uh-huh. 
and I, I played quite a bit of it then, but I say it was years after the. Mm-hmm. After so, the, what were the. Was it like Humans Against Orcs or something in Warcraft? It was in the second one. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Am I right? Have you seen the film? No. I'd heard that the film takes a storyline from the second one. Right. But okay. I don't know. I'm surprised you haven't okay. seen the film. Is there a reason? Because I haven't. I just thought it looked crappy. Yeah. Right? It looked very. Like, it used so many tropes that you've seen in so many different films before it looked awful to me just from the trailers and stuff i think to be honest, over the last five to ten years i have my tolerance for like unrealistic movies you could say is mm-hmm. getting lower and lower and lower and i just felt looking at that i'm not going to enjoy it i'm going to spend two and a half hours whinging about it yeah. while it's on and then wish i hadn't watched it so mm-hmm. i didn't you'll be looking forward to the new avatar films then <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I really, actually, really like the first Avatar film. I should just left it there, shouldn't they? Uh, and then, fucking, what's his name, James? He said he's never making any more other films unless it's an Avatar film or something. Isn't he planning something like six more or something stupid like that? I think ridiculous. I think Film makers do come out and say a lot of things that they don't follow through on. Though. Well, we were talking about Aliens earlier when we were having our risotto and Covenant, isn't it the new one? Alien Covenant. Aye. There's a. It's something that Ridley Scott said where he'd happily make six more alien films or something so everyone's obviously run away with that saying oh mm. six more we can't have six more alien films but obviously he's just said oh yeah I'd, I'd, I'd happily make six more mm. he doesn't say I've got fucking six ideas for different aliens films he's just like yeah but people like just run away with it don't they I don't know why you would at this stage why you'd say there couldn't be six more because there's already loads of Films relating to the I, alien. I, I don't doubt there will be six more, at least six more films set in the aliens universe, like because it's such a rich world. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that there'll be fucking six good films. There'll probably be shit straight to video and stuff. But yeah, there, there easily could be. Did anyone play the god awful um, Command and Conquer style Alien versus Predator game? Oh no. no. My friend lent us it on the Xbox, the original Xbox, and it was like you picked. So it was like. You pick what you wanted to be, and it was just base building and stuff like that. Really? Yeah. Were you inside a ship or something? Or? No, you're on some planet. I don't. I don't really know much about it because I, I played a bit of it, and it was just it's just clunky as fuck. The controls, and I just didn't like the. Had like a, I, I started to hear like Command and Conquer type games where they had a very low unit cap, mm, and yeah. this did. It, it's like you could only build like about. 20 or 30 units yeah. and it just felt restrictive I felt like I was playing on the wrong format to be yeah. honest do you remember when Command and Conquer then made that game that wasn't an RTS that was, oh, was a third person one wasn't uh, it was and I, I managed like about 5 minutes of it Renegade I, like, I, I don't think it was called that's not what I was expecting Command and Conquer Renegade I think it was called but I never played it no because it just that's not what Command and Conquer is no. in my opinion no. so what were you doing? Is that, you is that franchise do? completely dead now then, is it? The Command and Conquer, I think so. I haven't seen one for a long time. Well, it's Halo Wars. It's like the, the last sort of RTS I've seen come out. You ever played that? Halo Wars, that's like a... Starcraft. You probably, you probably like that. Oh, Starcraft. Well, actually, I, I did play. That's massive, Starcraft it? again. It's Blizzard as well, was one it? I played while I was a student, so years after the event. Mm-hmm. Um, when Starcraft 2 came out, and I eventually got around to buying it when the price had dropped a little bit. And I played it for about 10 or 15 hours, and I was like, I'm kind of done with the whole RTS thing at this stage because ah. it is very much rinse and repeat. It is, uh, you're right, yeah. yeah. It, it's a shame that. It, uh, I, when I, was, I used to play it online, I would just get dominated because people would just like rush. If someone rushed you, like you would have to mm. s- specify before the game started, I just want an easy, I want quite a long game here, so don't. 
please don't attack us straight away. But invariably they would, and they would just rush you, and you'd, you'd be like, well, fuck. You know how when you play like against the, the single player and you can, you see the pattern uh-huh. where they'll send like four flame troopers, one tank, and two jeeps at the same that, time, though? and you destroy them. And you go, well, I know that in fucking ten minutes time there's going to be another little attack like that. Whereas when you play online, it's totally unpredictable. Playing it online was like so. Command and Conquer, I did play online, but again, that was like years after it. Had, I kind of got the discs out and put them in again, and then realized shit I've now got an internet connection and I can play against other people and I went mm-hmm. on and there was still quite a lot of people playing it I can't remember which version of, of Generals Command and Conquer it was I'm not sure if it was because Generals I didn't I did play a lot of it I played that one at university I got Alan and Janish to play it and we used to play against each other but it was such a racist game that it always pissed us off. <laughs> Isn't that the one that had the terrorists in it? Uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. terrorists would run around saying like I need shoes for my children <laughs> Like right, little right. shit like that, it was like themselves up and uh, shit like that. Uh, and they would run, they would like die, they would do a jihad on you, running with their arms up in yeah. the air, like screaming. And it was just, it Isn't was an that, awful piece of propaganda. Yeah, it's not the one that got kind of it got some con- controversy because the first mission, I think, don't the blow up the like twin towers. So there, there was definitely an attack on like a famous American yeah. landmark on the time. Best, best left. <laughs> Yeah, we'll just... In the, um, what is it? The Annals of History? Annals? So I think it was history. one of the earlier ones that I went back to play. <laughs> Sorry. Annals of History. It was one of the earlier ones I went back to play and it was like the same sort of thing for me. I would start off build me base because I would play like against the computer on the hardest setting and win easily. Mm-hmm. And I would start playing against people and I'd be going through the same routine and I'd get like halfway to where I wanted to be and then they'd, I'd get destroyed. Mm. And eventually, this like after the end, the end of one of the games, the guy who I played against said, "Look, let us give you some pointers," and he gave us a, like a, a, a few hints and tips. And I was sort of like, "All right, let's go next game against someone else." Exactly the same thing happened. I was just like, "Fuck this!" You're playing the game. Oh, I played someone else. I'll give you some hints and tips. Don't attack at all, right? Yeah. Uh, what you want to do is the weakest units. Loads of them. But I can run over many times. Don't build any defences because you know what the defences are rubbish. I don't know what anyone else has told you. So I, I was just wasn't very good at it online, and I just went back to beating the computer until I got bored of it again. Oh. That was kind of the the end of the RTS thing from there. another Amiga game that I, I would I say I love I don't I, initially I think it was one of the most visually impressive games I'd played up to that point in the control system I loved um, Flashback I knew you were going to say Flashback oh so close to just going into Flashback <laughs> because visually impressive it was uh, with the animations and stuff was the, awesome the little like sort of cutscene animations mm. in amongst the game like yeah. I remember at the start when you picked up that um, holocube thing yeah. and then uh, there was a little motion when he bent down and picked yeah. it up and then he watched the holocube plus that was the first game I don't know like I'm not a massive into the history of games so I, someone out there will probably know what was but to me that was the first game I played that had like specific movements where mm-hmm. it led to things like Abe's Odyssey and I suppose to some degree Tomb Raider where the character could run along and jump yeah. and grab onto ledges and pull up and 
It was like Prince of Persia probably uh, came first, did it? That was guy who made Another Prince World of, as well, was it? Yeah, the guy who made Prince of Persia made a game on the Apple II. Right. I've found out about on podcast. Baxi made a remake of it for the 360. It was a little karate game and mm-hmm. how he motion captured it was he used his brother. Really? Like on the Apple II. And apparently man. that's supposed to be like the one of the one first, first ones. Yeah. Well, know. it's funny. Prince of Persia, I remember playing a little bit when I used to go around to my uncle's house. He'd put it on and I just play it. But I used to play that at my uncle's house as well. But then I it was it was flashback was the first one where I was able to sit at home on my Amiga and play through it. That that's the the second game I had picked out as a homework game because oh you darling there is a a, a a version on on the internet to have a go at there's oh, a perfect the Mega version and the Mega Drive one because I remember playing on the Mega Drive. oh well I'd really really like to play it on the Mega Drive oh, you know so. why I say that because it's <laughs> one of them movies I don't yet have so really that's what he's gonna have I tell you what when I come over to yours before get the next day get that. <laughs> oh that's too excellent well I've never played, Moon, played Moonstone but what Ross says about it sounds like that's two excellent homework I, choices I think so. you'll enjoy that one I think with Moonstone as well because I see a theme that we're getting the guests to like play the game yes um, indeed yeah so if we do that with Moonstone like I say you can have three you can oh, actually yeah. have all four nights playing mm-hmm. one would be the computer and everyone else and you just take turns you know you just pass it around right it's okay a good, it's we a good do game. That then. Mm-hmm. because the christmas special one worked really well i think with um simon playing the oh the one i got destroyed the winter olympics one <laughs> i was getting like <laughs> really zero that game, honestly that game was so bad um, right, so the next sort of genre that I discovered and loved is a one that, that I was recently made aware that Ross hated. A point and click, It was it? a point and click adventure <laughs> game, I And obviously, well, you're like, in good company here because I like them. I think it man's games, eh? Before, <laughs> before Monkey Island, there was another point and click game I was introduced to, and I've tried to find out today. I spent about two hours trying to find out what it was called and couldn't find it. It was a, a game again that I played at Round Up My Uncle's House. It came on seven discs. And it was very, very complicated and slow. Part but, two. <laughs> but there was just something about that that really got us like out. It hooked us. What kind of storyline was that? Uh, it wasn't one of the big ones like Maniac Mansion or. I Dave don't think so. When I was looking back through them, the earlier ones, I remember the the it having a more serious feel to it than. Than what any of these games look oh, like, right. but there was nothing on there that I could see that that like where they made me think, oh, it's that one. Because there's two that I've never mentioned. Because we made two had an Amiga. Leslie, mm-hmm. he liked them, and I didn't. Mm-hmm. And um, one was called Simon the Sorcerer. That was like a point mm-hmm. like one, but that was jokey. Uh-huh. It was kind of like kind of pratchett type of humor. Yeah. And what was the other one? Wasn't full full throttle was one that I played. Well, full was, throttle was, was another awesome. one that I, that I very game. much liked. Yeah. I, I loved that one. So Full Throttle and Monkey Island were the first two that I invested serious time in. I have eventually, well, I'm sure there have been Monkey Island releases in recent years. I presume they still do that, or they do not. Or? I don't know. The, the, I don't know there's Secret of Monkey Island, Monkey Island 1 and then Secret of Monkey Island 2. I don't know if there's been any more. The, the, the other one, the ones, uh, is there more you want to say about Monkey Island? Because there's another one that I thought of. Broken Sword? Oh, Broken Sword ah, the next one I have written on my list. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had that. I had a demo of that for the PlayStation, yeah. I've got them on my phone. I've got like, there's, there's I think there's three that's, that are available for the iPhone. I've got two of them on my iPhone. So the reason that there's a, is it called a recent one that is 
really beautifully hand-drawn Maganarium or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, called. Um, I've seen that, yeah. I downloaded that recently. The reason that point-and-clicks don't work for anymore is because of the internet. Back when I had Monkey Island uh, and Broken Sword, uh, I would yeah, sit yeah. for hours and try oh, to, to work out, like, to find out how I got past the uh, spot. Yeah. Now, as soon as I get stuck, I just minimize the game, go on there and yeah, find out yeah. what to do. Yeah. And I was literally just, well, I might as well just watch a video of someone else playing the game yeah. or just not bother at all. Well, there's that, that anecdote when I was saying where I didn't believe it because Kelly told us what to do. And a bit, <laughs> why don't you just try putting the, the bird poo, mix it with the, the fucking tango or something like that? And oh, look, yeah, it does create an explosive. I was like, did you did you read up online? Like, no, no, honestly, honestly. And I was like, oh, I'm not sure you did. And I, I suspected that you cheated. If you like point and clicks, did you ever play the Indiana Jones ones? Because they were big as well. No, um, no. There was a few Indiana Jones ones that were based about just. Because LucasArts made uh, a lot of that's right. point and click. Well, yeah. when I was looking yeah. for this other one earlier today, I came across that. I'd never heard of them. I don't remember seeing them at all when I was younger. Yeah, they were nine discs long on the Mega and all that type of... I know, but that's like... Part of the channel, man. You'd feel it. Was it any more expensive because it had nine discs, do you think? No, oh. but it was time-consuming as fuck. You got into like a different room and you got to like... Change the, change the disc. disc. It's, it's part, like of the part of the game. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ability to change the disc to the, to the right disc. That's You've part seen of the, the world very different to me. Well, <laughs> see, I mean, like I say, prior to the internet, this this uncle that I mentioned a couple of times, it, we used to get games off him. He would like pirate the games for. Well. He was part of a like a club that used to meet in in Walls End Library, like one night a week or something. Yeah. And they'd go around and they'd all bring their Amigas. They'd get out the chairs and tables. They'd put set them up and they would like copy the game as that. Really? everyone else had and I they were all ex- exchange all the games so I went along with that with them a couple of times and then like that's how I got most of the games so when you were saying earlier or when we were talking was it downstairs around about not having the instruction manual yeah. to some of the games well like I never had the boxes the instruction manuals to any of these games that I played it was just like there's a stack of discs put them in and, and get on with it do you remember X copy that was the thing you used to use to, to uh, copy your disc yeah. it was it would have a little picture of the disc, and mm. it would fill up with with green zeros. All oh, right, but if you've seen this red, red one, yeah, you were like one, you could kind of get away with. Do you remember like some sort of error in the uh, copying? Copying across that. What if you put your one meg upgrade into your Amiga? Uh, it would only copy half the way on your normal five hundred, but mm. it would copy all of it with the one meg upgrade yeah. in. It was these little things I remember. <laughs> Sorry, developers, if anything. <laughs> I, I literally had no other choice. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I mean, these days I, I I would I just pinch them from the internet. I don't need to go to. Well, I say I don't play games anymore, but but if I was going to, that probably be what I would do. You wanted many. From there, the uh, the and uh, a game that was mentioned earlier on that you brought up, um, Cannon Fodder, oh, back yes, onto the console. Oh, oh. Cannon Fodder was a game that I absolutely loved, and I dedicated so much time to because you know how like. Yeah, characters, the little dudes you had all had a specific name. Yeah. I kept the same three that you got from the start all the way through the game. Every time one of them died, I would go back to the previous save, load it in again yeah. to get these three all the way through. And then... Jules Jops. And Jules Jops. And, and then <laughs> Johnny came round one night and, and was having a game on it and he managed to complete the level and in the process of completing the level, kill Jules oh. by like jumping over something in a vehicle and blow him up. And I just had no real interest in it at that point. I was like, I don't want to continue. I'm not going to go up. Well. well, as soon as that was it, you wanted the next oh. level. So that was like it auto-saved and Fuck. point game over as far as I was Fucking concerned. Fucking Johnny, man. 
Jules was dead. Um, Johnny, had, I remember he had an Amiga and I used to go to his occasionally and play his Amiga. Or was it his brother's? It might have been in his brother's room, actually. Welcome to Anfield. <laughs> so it's on his, his brother's bedroom door, welcome to Anfield. Johnny was a Leeds fan as well. Uh, he was. Yeah. Johnny was a Leeds fan. Johnny was a race car driver. Uh, mm. um, a game actually then got massively into, on the, well, on the console, I had massively been into, was Mario Kart. Um, I had I'm, played I'm a great at that game. I played a <laughs> when the controller works. A variation of a game that street was racer. very much like might have been Street Racer. Fucking hell, you were just played that the other day. Yeah, um, was that a PC game or an Amiga game or it was a SNES, SNES game? Or... If it's the one we're still thinking of, it was just a, a, a knockoff of Mario. Well, well I think Frankenstein. I think in case this one was a different game because I'd played okay. a game on the PC back before Windows around when it was all DOS commands. And I don't know whether it came before or after Mario Kart, but it was very similar. And again, that was one way I had been around the uncle's house. Me, him, and, and my cousin Tony had all sat one night and played it. Mm -hmm. And that immediately, I would have loved it. So as soon as Mario Kart came available on the Nintendo, or Super Nintendo or whatever, I was bang into it. And that was one of those ones. Anytime anyone said, oh, I'm really good at Mario Kart, no one ever beats me, let's get it on. And let's <laughs> find out. Who was your character of choice? Uh, told normally. Uh. Or... The Talk Koopa Trooper. Yeah, uh, they were the two easiest to control, and then I sort of had a decent speed. Very rarely got beat off any of them, though. I, I was very good at that game. Actually, I, I mentioned to you a while ago, didn't I? The, the barn down in the was Burnt Ernest. It has a, occasionally, it's had two up to now uh, Mario Kart tournaments. Really? Yes. Uh, so I've really been tempted to go along, but it's Do been we? so long since I've played. That I don't want to walk in there with the ego of being like I never used to get beat and then get it's smashed sad. off someone. Just practice on a get a get an emulator and practice right. it for a bit beforehand. Which one would it be though? Because for me, the only uh, Mario Kart that I, I can get on with is the original. Yeah, the original one's one. the only one I've ever really played. Well, we, Everyone we, loves the N sixty four. We played the N sixty four version at the Game and Grill, didn't yeah, we? And it was yeah. fucking awful. See, I'm that controller, man. It's, the Nintendo know. thing. I had the, the Nintendo, the SNES, and then I checked out it. the Nintendo. Yeah, right. I, from there, I didn't have the next yeah, console I had after that was a PlayStation. Um, when I moved on to PlayStation, it's funny, a lot of a lot of my gaming history was dictated by what was the easiest console to copy the games <laughs> because I went on to PlayStation, had a chipped PlayStation, and did played. you have to play it upside down? Sometimes, <laughs> after a while, like after a while, it would only work if you turned it upside yeah. down. I. Um, that's when you know it's like so properly chipped. <laughs> on PlayStation, I, I I had like hundreds of hundreds of games. I played nearly everything that came out. Um, the first PlayStation game was was Final Fantasy VII, an original PlayStation game, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, Christian brought it as a gift. That's awesome. I know you've talked about it in the past and how you've never completed it, and that that one was like I I've, I've played that through maybe three times. Yeah, like hundred hour plus saves on each of them. I remember the very first time I encountered Ultima Weapon mm -hmm. when I was about level 36 and I was just like I had just beat some other boss and I was like I'm going to kick this guy's ass <laughs> and it just came on like one attack to 9999 I was like fuck me what's going on here don't so, you have to get like uh, Knight of the Round and then Mime or something well, like that well so yeah. have you ever mentioned uh, Phil, Greaves. Phil Greaves on the podcast so uh, Phil Greaves before, I'm sure. uh, so this guy I went to school with who got Final Fantasy 7 and stopped coming to school and that was it, he just stayed at home and played, played Final Fantasy VII. You know how you used to be able to get the um, the strategy guides? Strategy guides ever really. Um, he was basically a walking, talking fucking strategy guide. Like, he knew fucking everything about So that I game. remember wait, waiting for him, like, 
I hope he comes back to school soon because I've got so many questions yeah. I need to ask about this game. Because he, he came in for about a month after he got yeah, it and then he was like, that's it, I'm going full-time Final Fantasy. Um, and when he eventually came back in, I was like, I told him, I was like, I fought this big thing and it, he, he was laughing his head. He was like, you need to be the maximum level to, to have a chance of doing that. Yeah. You need to get this, you need to do that, you need to do that. So I went back to it. I got all the way to the maximum level and then discovered I had discarded earlier on I had discarded the chocobole lure which you couldn't get again apparently well I I could never find it again so I had to start the game again to go through to keep the chocobole lure so I could then breed the chocobos so eventually like many months after and many many hundreds of hours after it I've managed to breed the golden chocobole get the knights of the round and mime I think was the other one that you had to get so you could just repeat so eventually I could I could go on and take it on and, and kick its ass and I remember again like a it was one of those gaming moments where like when that thing started flashing and died and the little victory music played I was like fist pumping around the room and come on so I was totally buzzing when I did that keep it down keep it so, down in there I've just fucking beaten all of my weapons <laughs> I think that was probably the, the first like think of it what's the name for the achievement so, no the genre of game where you RPG RPG yeah that's probably the first RPG yeah I got massively into and clicked with that because I had tried other ones Um, as I said I'd always been like attracted to kind of a a fantasy style game and that one really really worked for us did you ever play we mentioned a few times yeah uh, obviously Neil Mm. we've mentioned a few times on the podcast as well he loved uh, Vagrant's story Mm. did you ever play that never no no. because Ross played it and I, I never played it I was always intrigued by it I've still got it. I'm sure that was a Squaresoft game, wasn't it? It wasn't. It was the one that came out very late in the PlayStation's life cycle, so it's it's kind of worth a bit. Yeah. It's, it's got a really nice art style. Uh, I've always been intrigued by that one, and Neil used to absolutely love it. He said it was amazing. There was a few for the Amiga that I was intrigued by, like Eye of the Beholder and like Dungeon Master and stuff like that, but I never really played them. Like, Dungeon Master was... I played like, quite a bit of... Um, Mainly because I thought the, the the effect when you like slapped the minion thing was quite funny. But was, uh, who made um, Baldur's Gate? Mm, I don't know. Because it, a, is dun- it the same people? That... Dungeons and Dragons game in it, so I don't know what company made it. Well, look, Eye of the Beholder. That's an, an enemy in. Isn't that like the big boss in in Baldur's Gate? I'm sure that was one of the big bosses in that. I'm so sure. I don't know whether that's the same sort of like universe that that game's built uh, based in. I think a lot of games were used D and D stuff, but mm. like I don't think they were connected, other than the fact that they were mm. using the same. All right, okay. It's the same with Warhammer, isn't it? There's loads of uh, Warhammer stuff, but like they're not made by the same software houses. Mm. Well, that was good. That was a good one. I mean, that's that might lead on nicely to something else. Well, I would imagine you talk about. Well, well that I mean, Baldur's Gate and things. I'm gonna talk about. Um, but there's first of all is I want to pick your brains, as I said to you earlier. There was a game on. I think it was a PlayStation 2 game. In fact, I'm pretty sure it was a PlayStation 2 game. Red Faction 2. Um, <laughs> no, it was a game that it had like a, an element of voodoo magic involved in it. And oh, you used shit. To, oh, no. You used to find like paper guns and paper bullets and you would burn them in the little oh. fire pots and that would give you new ammo and new weapons. As a Shadow Man. I thought too, you were going to say Shadow Man there, but nah, I don't know. I remember. Um, I'd never played Shadow Man. But this was a game I'm sure you played back in the day as well. And I couldn't, again, remember what the name of it was. But I was really was it third it. person, first person? Or? Um, it was an over-the-shoulder third person, I think. Or maybe it was a... No, it might have even been like a side screen where they kind of added like 
3D in the background. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. kind of mainly like was two point five D or whatever it is. Well, I, oh, I'm not sure. Burning, burning paper bullets. So I'm sure you were on like you were on some like island somewhere where everyone was practicing voodoo magic and stuff. Maybe one of your one of the many listeners can. Uh, ah, yeah, that's can intriguing. Can that, contact like. with. Uh, that's that, no, that really Because the thing with you, like, how how long have we known each other now? Do you think, twenty years or something? Uh, yeah, easily. Longer. And you, I think, are rarely your memory is quite with like especially a long term memory mm. is is quite accurate. So I think if you think that that's something I played, mm. it most likely is. But I don't know. I don't, I'm sorry, intrigued. I mean, on you the, know, you can go on movie movie games. And mm-hmm. you could um, go on, so you you know a few things like what mm-hmm. um, platform it was on, and they might have voodoo elements in games, and you mm-hmm. can click and go through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Moby is going to be helpful for us when we do the driving one. Yeah, see? so you can narrow it down. Could maybe do that, but then you've got to troll through hundreds upon hundreds of games. Uh, funny when you mentioned with mentioning Neil, like when I then got on to playing later Final Fantasy games after, again, Greaves had disappeared from our lives again. Yeah. Um, I used to be on the phone to Neil all the time really? up his house because he has some strategy guys. <laughs> so his mother got to the phone, there's Neil there and she'd go and get him and I'd be like, yeah, I'm Final Fantasy Eight or Final Fantasy Ten or whatever, I'm at this point and I can't find this, I can't do that. Uh, I think I think what you have to do here is this or that. Or you just look in this area and he'd like tell us and then I'd run back upstairs and... <laughs> Try for another hour and then be run back down and bring him up again. Like that didn't work. I'm still stuck. How do I get past this part? It's midnight, man. He's got the bed. <laughs> but uh, so the, the, all the Final Fantasy games from there on at eight, I loved. Nine, I, loved I, I hated. Oh, I like nine. Yeah. I really didn't like nine. I, didn't I, like I nine managed either. to to force my way through it and do it once, but it literally was like I, I completed the game. I didn't do any of the extras. Ten, ten point two, I played. A lot of ten point two was with the three lasses, wasn't it? Uh, Lightning. That's why I give up. You know, after completing ten, no. I didn't uh, go. So there. ten was the one where you had the the guy that threw the beach ball. Wow, yes. uh, he was really annoying. But yeah. he was the strongest character, so you had to pick him. Well, that's what we said in the last episode about the, his weapon. I hated it, but it was so. I think the reason I hated it was because it was so important. Because mm. he he helped you finish the entire game. Actually, on an, an interesting thing about Final Fantasy Eight. I completed that game and had a save of over 100, like it was about 120 hours. And then I remember my cousin from London coming up to stay with us for a week during the summer. And he wanted to, to try it from the beginning. So I tried it and like the game was going on. And he was kind of like, what was that about the, the gun thing? I was like, I, I don't know. Doesn't, nothing. He, no, no, he was like, read it. And so he actually introduces the fact that if he pulled the trigger. <laughs> after 100, 100 after, after I had played the game all the way through oh, to the final man. level and not knowing that you could do yeah. that. It took me, I didn't know um, straight away. I remember I had like a, a period of time mm-hmm. before I realised. And as soon as I realised, I probably went, oh, fuck, I'm going to have to start the game again because the way my brain works. Well, So I started the game again. I was like, oh, fucking yes, right trigger, fucking yes. So I, one more I mentioned earlier about why I've why I don't game as much. I was never really into the storyline of games. Yeah. I was never bothered about like reading all the shit that was on screen. I was just like, let's just get on with it. Oh, yeah. Let's see what happens. When games got to the point where cutscenes started being more, taking up more time than actually playing the game, like I was Metal just like, Metal Gear Solid. I, well, I loved, the, I loved Metal Gear Solid. I might have played the second Metal Gear Solid that came out on the PlayStation as well. Liberty, I think it was called. Is that the one where you ended, towards the end you had like a samurai sword fight with yeah. the, you became that was the one 
Because the first one, which is technically isn't the first Metal mm-hmm. Gear as we've discussed before, but the first one on the PlayStation was where you were in the snow in the start. So I remember that one doing brilliant. like the taking the diazepam to beat the, yes. bat, the sniper battle early on and like crawling across the metal bridge in mm-hmm. that inside. I remember playing that one a lot and I know that you, you hate stealth games, don't you? I do, but I like, there's a few that I can get away with, but mm. Metal Gear is not one of them. Like, so Metal Gear is the only stealth game I've ever had the patience to play. Splinter Cell? Oh, I hear that. I like I Splinter Cell just because of the, the splits thing you could do at the top of the, the walls. I thought that was awesome. I thought totally it was really needless. Cool. Like, yeah, but why yeah, the hell is he doing? Go on, Sam Fisher. Yeah, go on with me. Like, I, that. Like, uh, every time uh, <laughs> I did buy one of those Splinter Cell games, and I played for like twenty minutes, and I was like, I, yeah. I fucking hate this game so much. I think I liked, I loved the first Metal Gear on uh, PlayStation, but when I got my Xbox and I got Splinter Cell. I preferred Splinter Cell. I really did as a stealth, mm. a stealth element. But the second one was, I believe it was called Sons of Liberty. And that was the one where it said, have you played Metal Gear Solid before right. at the start mm. of the game? If you said no, it would just play the second part of the game, which was where you played as Raiden or Raiden or whatever it was yeah, called. Something mm. like that. And he's the one that had the sword in the later iterations. Mm. Did He must have got the sword in that. In that well, one. I'm sure the final the final battle, you, you, you fought it. against somebody with a Yeah, you were outside sword. of a, a building in New York or something like that, mm. like with these big pillars. Aye, something like that. It's a fucking that, stupid game. You lent me that game on the PlayStation 2, and I've mm. done that. I, I clicked on it and said, I, play, I haven't played any of And I remember crawling through an air vent and this conversation with this woman, like... You couldn't click past it. Um, well, you you click past each line of dialogue. It went on for fucking ages, and I was like, "Is this the game? Is this it?" Uh, and yeah, it, and I didn't know what the fuck they were going on about. Needless to say, I didn't play that again. <laughs> it's that guy, isn't it? Like he's he's obviously Death Stranding's coming out. He's the one that made that. And fucking hell, man, Hideo Kojima, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, that's so that so one like that pumps. came one out that came out, and I got it for Christmas. The first Metal Gear Solid on the PlayStation. I did it like I completed the game in a day and a half. Fuck. And the first, the first one. The first yeah. one, a day and a half, and I was like, it literally is like start to finish is about four hours worth of gameplay. Yeah. And that was the first time I remembered like all of a sudden the game was like dead short because they'd use all the fucking disc space putting these yeah. cutscenes on it that went on for ages. Yeah, Final Fantasy VII had incredible, some of the best FMV as it was called then I've ever seen. Mm. The game was just. It seemed at times you were like, fuck me, am I ever going to get to the end of this game? There was so much to do. One of the things about Final Fantasy VII is, though, I fear, and I love it, but I fear there's a lot of, like, fond memories. Like, mm. I wonder how good this game is now. It's all fond, back. isn't it? So much just killing the same enemy over and over and over again, trying to find that Tomberry and stuff like that. You had to, yeah. like, mm. wait for him to turn up and he would just fucking kill you with one, one stab. But the thing about the cactus it is, thing that used to go like that. I think we've all... <laughs> We've all, that was the, the first RPG that totally gelled with yeah. each other. So, yeah. so we all people. are sitting here going, oh, do you remember that time? Do you remember that time? Mm. I bet you, I bet you it's a tough game to play now. Well, I've got it on my, on my phone and I, I, I was playing through it and I think I got up to, you know when you first come across Red 13?
<laughs> That'll be in there. Thank you for that. Um, that's how far I got. Basically, where you, you first unlock him. So it's kind of not sort of soon after that, or around about that time that you get the spaceship thing that makes travel around a lot quicker, or is that later? It's really, really early on. I think if I've only just got into the world, like the world, the world map. Because that Sid ship, is it? That, yeah, the airship sort of thing. Uh, the running around and like to get places. That that's like I look back and I think I don't know whether I'd have the patience to uh-huh. do that these days. I just I think. I don't know if it's even just having the patience, it's having the time. Mm-hmm. Like as we've discussed many times, Ross, you, we just don't have the time that we used to have to game. I used to come in from school and I'd like have me tea and then I'd sit on my bed and I'd play Final Fantasy VII or Final Fantasy VIII just for hours and hours. That's mm-hmm. all I did. I didn't have to clean the house. I didn't have to fucking get ready the for the next day. I <laughs> didn't have anything to do but play games and that's just not the case anymore. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. That's uh, so I, I say, I mean, I, I've played hundreds of other PlayStation games. None of them really stood out as being memorable. I used to smash through them, play them until I was sick of them or until I'd complete them and then get my uncle to copy the next latest big hit and mm. move on to that one. But at, by this stage, I had a PC and I was, as, as you mentioned, Neil, he was playing Baldur's Gate mm. and encouraged us to give that a go. Um, Baldur's Gate was a... You controlled a team of people, didn't it? It was like a multiplayer. No, that was... Um... Icewind, Icewind Dale. Dale. Oh, Icewind Dale was great. Baldur's Gate, you just played like one. If, if there was me and you playing, there'd be two. Uh-huh. But that was it. That's yeah. what I, I I liked Icewind Dale more because you had. I'll say it's the other way around for me. I liked Baldur's Gate more because it was you could control your one person. It was it was mm-hmm. easier. Icewind Dale, you'd have to Dale. sort of pick and choose. Like mm-hmm. you do that. You, you, you have, have that to keep pause and you yeah. press like the space bar to stop yeah. it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. A funny little uh, side story on when when I was a student. I used to live with a Greek guy, Yanish. This is how Can I just say, I've got written down here, Yanish story, and this is exactly right, the story so I was hoping you'd tell us. We all used to smoke a lot of weed. We'd get stoned a lot, all day, every day, pretty much. And when we got we got Icewind Dale and started playing it, like me, Yanish, and that Irish kid, and me and that Irish guy gave up on it very quickly. Mm-hmm. Because after leaving the first zone, you would get attacked by like a bunch of trolls, I think. And it was a yeah. fucking really, really hard battle. Mm-hmm. So for about... A week, every day I would get home from university and Janash was never going to university, he was just sitting in his room getting stoned, playing on the computer and I'd go and knock on his door, no no answer and I'd like open the door and then and just stick my head through and Janash would just be sat in front of his computer with his head up, his chin on his chest, in the, like holding on his mouth, his finger on the space bar, <laughs> sound asleep with like half a spliff in the ashtray next to him and I would like sit Yanish and he'd just jerk awake and hit the space bar <laughs> and start going again and the game would just kick back on and he'd just start playing and talk to you and then he'd light the spliff up again then I'd go out the room and I'd come back an hour and he'd just be back and he'd chin on the chest <laughs> just you know, so he he went through that for about 10 days and then eventually he kind of went I kind of beat these, these trolls I'm giving up and didn't play it anymore but uh, I often have fond memories of that like creeping into his room and seeing him asleep there with his, his finger on one on the space bar on, on the mouse button just ready to go again as soon as you choked awake that's what I've got there and I'm to always at the same point <laughs> <laughs> well it was always the same it was always at that because no, no I don't think any of us ever got past that battle yeah I think we all just like would get this part you'd get attacked we'd go back into the town and try and level up a little bit more and, and then like go out but you did quite well in that game you, but you encountered another issue right towards the end of the game didn't I, you I was broken yeah. in the game and I'd, I'd never ever experienced that and when I went online, it, you had to download like you had to download a patch and mm-hmm. put it in yourself. But 
this is like I was a console player mm-hmm. I didn't really I wasn't used to this my dad bought a PC and he got like four games free with his graphics card and uh, one of them was Iceman Dill and I fucking loved it I made like a nice team the bio did you write the bio or something? I didn't write oh. one thing that I found about that game though it, and this might be me misremembering it but you know how you could make a team out mm-hmm. of anything anybody yeah mm-hmm. Like, I, I put a wizard in and stuff like that, but you could make it four wizards if you wanted, yeah. couldn't you? You'd have, like, half, half elves and stuff so like that. So you could make a team that was literally shit, uh-huh. like, really hard to do, yeah. or you could make a team that was good early on, because the warriors were good early on, mm-hmm. but the wizards were the ones that levelled up slowly, but really well, powerful. That I moved on to Neverwinter Nights, not yes. long after Icewindale. Um That was, again, Alan bought it and me and him started playing it and I've always been like I say fantasy games always appealed because I always wanted to play the, the wizard character the magician character right. and Neverwinter Nights as a wizard or mage character was next to impossible to start with <laughs> it was fucking nails so again like I, I would run around the initial city trying to do the quests and just getting like just like being like on the verge of death nearly every time pausing the game being like <sighs> Right, here yeah, we'll go again, <laughs> off we'll go. And I just couldn't fucking, like, it was, everything was so intense and it eventually just giving up. Yeah. Whereas Alan had taken one of the, like, the melee characters earlier on. Actually, I think I switched from a mage then to playing a monk, which it seemed was also, like, a very difficult character uh-huh. early on, was he was playing, like, a warrior of some kind and was flew through it and then he played it again as the mage and when he came back he was like, look, as a mage it's just much harder, you should try it again as a different character. Uh-huh. But I, I couldn't be bothered getting back into it at that point. I had given up completely, washed my hands out and moved on. <laughs> who, who, who made uh, Neverwinter Nights? Do you know? I don't was know. Icewind Dale, was that Blizzard or not? I don't think so, but uh, again, I don't, I don't know a lot about this yeah. game. No, I, I'm, I'm just thinking a big thing for me who made them, so I don't have any idea. The reason I keep asking that question is because there's another game that I think you've probably mentioned, that I, I would hope you've mentioned, it's the similar ilk. I don't know if that's the next one you're going to go uh, on to, which was I imagine so. Blizzard. So, uh, so Diablo 2. Yeah. As I said, when I was younger, I played Amiga games and then early PC games with computers connected up, hooked up together. L-A-N. Um, I, LAN style. Um, but the Greek guy that I lived with, so Yanish, he had been a massive Diablo 2 fan, mm-hmm. a massive Diablo fan, and generally played the first one and then moved on to the second one. He kept trying to like encourage you to play it. Because he'd seen us playing Final Fantasy VII and was like, if you like that, you want to try this one. So initially, the hack and slash nature of it didn't really appeal. And I, I very slowly, by myself, worked the way through the game. But then he got Alan hooked on it and mentioned that, yeah, if, if we go and buy these cables and uh, whatever else he needed, we can put them together and we'll play them. And that like completely changed my opinion on gaming because we had these nights where days or whatever we would put our PCs together in the in the living room or squash into someone's bedroom mm. would hook up together would all start new characters or, what, or whatever characters at the same level and we would play for like eight or nine hours non-stop uh-huh. we just I used to find it infuriating to play with them because like me I'd go back into a city yeah, she was always asleep un- unload <laughs> unload me bags I'd run into the shop sell all the junk buy whatever new piece of equipment that looked better than what I currently had run back to the gate ready to go and I'd be like turn <laughs> around look at them, them like, too and, and they'd be sat there going 
you think this axe is better than this one? <laughs> and like they'd spend like 20 minutes every time we went to the city comparing, which was, I was like, let's just get back out there. There's more stuff to be killed. <laughs> Literally, you'd buy something new. Within 10 minutes, something better would have dropped anyway. Yeah. But I would spend ages debating like, which gem I should put in here or which point I should put my next skill level into. I was just like, just fucking get on with it. <laughs> so as I said, at that time I was smoking a lot of weed. I would literally, like, would run back to the city. I would just stop and roll a joint and sit there and wait for them to fucking yeah. get on with it. But uh, we played that a hell of a lot together. And those nights that we had like, I can't remember how many times we've done it over the course of the, the year or two from there. They were like, that's what I was always then looking to get back from gaming. It was so hectic. Um, with the three of you on and you could like you could program Diablos to say like there's actually more than three people playing so they would increase the number of monsters you're fighting against so we used to we mainly played the game through us played the sorceress character Janish played a necromancer Alan played the druid I think and we we played like a lot of the game as those three characters and worked through it it was really really intense quick paced hack and slash really good fun Here in my lair, I can sit in a chair, I can play with your hair, I can have a secret sex change. Oh, what's the bloody point? Might as well jump off the tiny bridge. Probably bloody bounce, like a skimming stone. Go out to sea, start a new life as a mariner. And at night, with a cup of cocoa, Fixing me nuts after listening to the shipping forecast. I'd tune in too. And then I think that was kind of the last game I played for a while. Um, I had kind of given up on the console by then. The PlayStation 2 that I had had come to the end of its life. I didn't bother. Like I wasn't going to get another console. I'd stopped playing sports games. I, I used to play Isis Pro a lot Aye. back then. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when I was a student with a couple of the other guys um, but I had kind of got sick of that I moved on I, I wasn't really playing many games left university moved back home and then received a phone call from Alan that kind of ruined my life because <laughs> he, he rang us up and he said so there's this new game that's come out by the people who made Diablo and I think you're going to love it I said what's it called he said it's called World of Warcraft I said well actually I'm off work for the next three days or four oh, days oh. or something I'll um, I'll head up to the Silverlink and buy a copy of it now um, came home installed it started it up Immediately, initially I found it very slow you could only fight one mob at a time uh-huh. like Diablo you'd fight 10 mm-hmm. 15 or whatever I was like this is a bit boring it's, I don't get it I'm not into it but I played it through for like a couple hours and then I turned it off and then when Alan had finished work that day he got home he rang us up he said do you want to play so I went on with him we started new characters at the same level I had initially started playing as a mage when we started new characters Alan had his girlfriend playing as well I had also met these two these two guys who I think were English but were living in Holland at the time mm-hmm. and he was playing with them he was getting together online with them playing so the five of were like joined formed a party and they were like and they they had started their characters the night before and were about 12 levels ahead of us or something so i had to catch up uh-huh. so i was running around play i played a priest character the the legendary cardinal <laughs> little ginger dwarf um spelled with a key and uh i blasted through a few levels till i got to about level 10 and then they took us into the first dungeon um the so, so it was cardinal like the second character you so ever made? So it was the second character. The first character was a troll mage. mage. Yeah. 
I always wanted to play Horde, and I liked the troll mage characters because the animation that they did or the way that they like sort of threw out the fireballs uh-huh. or, or frostbolts looked the coolest. But when we when I transferred over to the Alliance side to start playing with these people, there was already two mages. Alan's girlfriend was playing a mage, and one of the other guys was playing a mage. Alan played Bluntammer, I think, the pal- uh, paladin. I think that was the character he was mm-hmm. playing at that point. And then the other guy was playing a druid. Right. So they didn't have a healer. So I was like, well, I'll, I'll take the priest and I'll be the healer. For, for those of you that haven't played World of Warcraft or don't know much about it, the way to do the game is to pick, even whatever character you pick, pick its DPS spec and you can go through the game level up much quicker. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about the game though and I played it as a disciplined priest, which took forever. So I, it took us 50 days played time or something to get my first character from level 1 to level 60. And that's 24 and, hours uh, every day. Uh, so, yeah. I got so hooked to World of Warcraft so quickly after that first Dead Minds run I'd done with them where it was the five in this instance and I was like this is kind of it's more intense than Diablo ever was uh, as a healer trying to keep the other four people alive when you're like two or three levels below the, the designated thing for being in that zone it was just non-stop mm-hmm. like really gripping entertainment and I was like I was totally hooked so within a week I say I had like the week off work I was like 15, 20 levels ahead of them by the end of that week. Really? Yeah. They all, like, kind of realised this game's taken over my life. I should maybe move on or do something else or try and limit it. I was like, fuck it, I'm in all the way here. I'm in. <laughs> so I, I joined a guild. I started raiding. At the end of that year, I went back to university. Mm-hmm. And so I no longer had a job to mean I couldn't just play World of Warcraft all the time. I had to, I had to go to work. I worked night shift at the time when I was working at Asda, so I could only raid two nights a week. So the guild I was in wasn't a very serious raiding guild. When I went back to university, the they released the first expansion to WoW, um, the Burning Crusade. Yeah. The guys in that guild, like some of them were, were decent, some of them weren't. We started raiding together, and it was apparent that there was like there's too many people in the guild that aren't up to scratch. What was the guild? Which guild was that it? That was Senatus, right. or later Senatus Redux. Redux. <laughs> the guild leader accidentally typed forward slash uh, G quit, or G disband, or something, disbanded the guild. It's the whole guild. Because um, <laughs> I got it, I started playing it, you coerced me into getting it, uh, before um, Burning Crusade came out. And I was mm-hmm. there on the night uh, that Burning Crusade launched, and my laptop was like, wasn't up to scratch basically. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to the, the portal that you had to go through to get into like the DLC universe or the uh, expansion universe. And there was just like hundreds and hundreds of people there waiting to go through. So, and my, my, the frames per second for my computer was doing like <laughs> three. It was just like stuttering all the way through it. So I was like, I'll better turn it off and come back later. So that, I mean, that was a massive event. Like by this uh, time, I, I I was into the whole like Ventrilo thing. I had yeah. like, these people were no longer just like people I knew online. They were my mates. As I say, I, we had... We formed our own guild, like we broke away. Some of were like the ones that were more interested in raiding because I'd said to them, I'm going to leave. I'm going to, the, the guild that was the best guild on the server had asked us if I wanted to go for a trial because I played a dwarf priest, which mm-hmm. at the time meant each class had its own racial ability. Mine was fear ward, so you could, every guild needed police, uh, dwarf priests and I was a decent player, so mm-hmm. they wanted us to join them. Ended the guild up, did splinter, uh, the came over splinter cells. Right, so it? we ended up, we ended up. One of the other guys in the guild who I got on well with said, "Look, don't leave, or why don't we start a guild ourselves?" So that's what we ended up doing. So 
all the guilds I'd been at that point had like loads of officers and class leaders and all this shit. I was like, none of that. I don't want any of this infighting. Me and you will be in charge. Everyone else will be equal. And we'll try and have a good proper raiding guild. So for the next like, I don't know, year, year and a half, that was that was life. I played World of Warcraft all the time. Uh-huh. Um, I'd get up, well, in the afternoon because I would stay up all night playing it. I'd get up in the afternoon, I'd play World of Warcraft for 14 or 15 hours straight. Uh-huh. I'd get into bed, I'd get up and play World of Warcraft again. And then like two or three nights a week I worked in a nightclub, I'd have to go to the club apart from that. Like I was always playing well. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you mentioned a while ago about the date instance. I'd actually been out with this girl who I really, really fancied and had fancied for a long time. Um, she just rang us about with the blue and said, do you want to go out? We went out during the day and I had a raid that night. Now, it wasn't just the fact that there was a raid that night. It was the fact it was the in the first raid zone in the expansion, there were two bosses. And the night before we had killed the first boss, uh-huh. after like four or five weeks of trying, we finally beat this boss. So they were going to have that first raid and I, as the guild leader really that I did all the research I uh-huh. found out I had the tactics planned I knew what everyone was doing I had to be there and I couldn't miss this raid so I had to make up some like excuse to her when she'd said like oh me and me, I'm, me mate is coming down with her boyfriend and they're going on to town because I think we went and hung out in like a park during the day and got some cans and it's a lovely sunny day and I, do you want to come like later on and uh, I, I didn't, I bailed on her and I went back to do my raid. I, I, something I've always regretted because she was, she was lovely. Yeah. Um, well, you know, did you do I, the boss? Did you no, know? we got destroyed. We were all like, it took a long, generally when you took on a new boss in a raid, it took a lot of planning. So, I mean, that, that year at university then finished and then I moved back to Newcastle and that was when, not long after that, moved in with you and you then got to experience what it was like to see me play World of Warcraft and then also to hear me beating a new boss in World of Warcraft <laughs> because the first time I, can't remember, I think it was the the end boss of Serpent Shrine Caverns Lady Vash I think she was called this was a complicated fight a lot of different roles for different people and it took people a long it took some people a long time to learn their roles anyway when we eventually did it I was like fucking screaming at the top of my lungs, like banging the fucking my fist on the desk, shouting at Tom came running up and like looking at me, what, what's going on? I'll fucking beat that, we'll fucking beat that, come on. But I think by that point, I, I kind of felt like it was coming towards the end because yeah. a lot of the people I'd played with initially had started dropping out. Wasn't um, someone that you would, used to play with a lot that like ended up um, obviously having a kid and stuff like that? Uh, so the guy who asked us to like start the guild with him, he, his character name was Lucian. Ah. He, um, uh, he had like a second child, I think, and got a different job. And all of a sudden, just didn't have as much time for it. Yeah. Um, the other guy I was running the guild with, Sorkin, also then ended up having a kid and had a lot less time because um, we promoted Sorkin when Lucian wasn't around too much. But anyway, kind of was starting to get tedious. So I managed to get through that expansion, kill like the final boss of the, the the hardest zone in there. When the next expansion came around, I took it upon myself to make the decision to merge the guild with another guild that were about the same level as were. Uh-huh. Kind of selfishly because I wanted to cut out some of the lesser players that we had because I just wanted to make quick progress. Terrible idea. I, I didn't get on that well with people in the other guild and soon after I gave up. But giving up World of Warcraft is kind of like how I'd imagine giving up heroin is. Yeah. Because I was just, I, I suddenly didn't know what to do with myself. I like, I had spent so many hours playing the game, I just didn't know what I was going to do with the time. Yeah. And I, so I was looking for another game to fill the hole and nothing worked. Like every other game I've tried playing since that first time I decided I'm not going to play World of Warcraft anymore. 
was a massive letdown. It mm. was totally disappointing. The online elements of like, so other games came around you could play online, you'd be playing with like two or three other people, or there'd be four of you sort of at max. Mm. Just didn't work for us. Didn't you try, was there a Star Wars game you tried? So I did play other other MMOs. Yeah. I, I did play the Star Wars one. I got through to being maximum level on it and done a couple of raids. Uh-huh. But I'd never really had the same social experience with any of the yeah. other um, MMOs I tried. I, I, I either wasn't as willing or as interested as putting the time in. Or maybe with World of Warcraft, I was lucky because I was there from very early on. Before, it, when it was mainly like it was Blizzard fans who played mm. Blizzard games who were into it. It's completely and different now. Isn't now it? The skill it was like, and everything. Like uh, totally they, they, as the game went on, they watered it down. They made yeah. it easier to get to the top levels. Everyone had epic, le- uh, epic weaponry and shit like that. And it just seemed like they were more like trying to make it more accessible. More kids. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there weren't all kids. It was just some people are dicks. Yeah. But there was a lot of kids playing the game. Raids used to like often end up with like just pathetic arguments and yeah. people being dicks and a bit like console gaming. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, that's that again. Like I said, that was one of my issues of playing any console games online. Like the the audience of who was playing them were never like they weren't gamers really. Game yeah. online gaming made gaming cool almost. Mm-hmm. Um, when the, the headsets came up with Xbox and all that, suddenly people I worked with were going on about playing Call of Duty online and all yeah. that. But these were people who'd never have played computer games and would never have yeah. would have sneered at you for playing World of Warcraft. But you sit online with your online friends and yeah. But all of a sudden, now that was the big thing. And I tried, I bought one of the Call of Duty games. I played like 20, 30 hours of it and I didn't like it. I was never really very good at first person shooters anyway. Um, right, Red Faction 2. <laughs> I was already to blow myself up in yeah. Red Faction 2. Um, the only game I really managed to get into beyond World of Warcraft was Left 4 Dead. Yeah. Or Left 4 Dead 2. Mm hmm. It's pretty much the same game as far well, as I was concerned. You meant your favourite game, uh, favourite weapons that we talked about in the last one was um, the sniper rifle, and the mm. way you described it sounded like Ross, the sniper rifle from Left 4 Dead 2, wasn't mm. it? With the scope mm. and stuff. Uh, so it was the semi automatic sniper rifle. Yeah. It wasn't as powerful as the, the standard the rifle, one, uh, but you got 12 rounds or something yeah, for each like clip before you had to reload. I just got a big kick out of like lining things up from miles away and shooting them in the mm. head. As I've said to you, when we've talked about this in the past, though, I always really regretted the fact that you played it on a console. Right. I knew I wouldn't be able to do it on a console because I hate fucking the control system yeah. and using the sticks and that. It had to be with a mouse. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know anyone else who played the game. So when I was playing online with people, I was playing online with random strangers, uh, and then there's no cooperation, there's no communication yeah. between you. It's very rare that you get so, someone that wants so to I play would, the same So I way. would play the game, I would go online and I would play it, and I only ever really used to do the story mode because I fucking hated the... Well, was about I've alluded to I'm, I'm often not very good at games one thing about I suppose connected with World of Warcraft I was good at it Yeah. but a lot of these other games that like I'm often not good at them controlling those like fucking monsters in Left 4 Dead like I am the worst the worst <laughs> I have never ever like I've never managed to successfully grab anyone with the tongue <laughs> I've never like the little one that pounces on the people uh, never the get anywhere near them yeah. I just dive past them and then the shooters yeah. oh, fuck's sake so only I used to play the story mode and very occasionally you'd get in a group where you'd communicate and actually get through them and do them. But that was one I like. I would dip back and do every now and then and up until 18 months, two years ago, I would still put it on occasion and play a little bit. 
Uh, since then, I kind of haven't really played any games. So yeah. WoW killed gaming for us yeah. in terms of our lost enjoyment from games, but also because it gave us RSI and we rest, yeah. and mm. it makes it like very uncomfortable to play any games now. Mm. Um, so that kind of uh, kind of brought around the end of my gaming career. I had a similar feeling. I remember playing World of Warcraft. And I, don't know, I don't know if I said to you, Ross, I think I said that I can't see... Well, I can, I can see that this is the future of gaming, mm. like all gaming all games that I'd want to play anyway personally mm. has to fit this sort of mould where it's an MMORPG where you, you're playing with hundreds of people at mm. once. Like I couldn't see any other way that I'd want to play a game. I kind of must have broke that for myself and just going back to where it's online game and like Siege, Rainbow Six Siege and stuff like that, it's you're playing with what nine other people at once. I think I probably just didn't really have a choice because I didn't have a PC. I didn't. I, wa- I wasn't in a position where I was going to get a PC. I wanted a console because it's much more accessible. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have any of the maintenance and stuff. So I didn't really have the option to play. I've tried some MMOs that have come out on the on the console, like there was that shit one, which was all, also a TV show. I can't remember what it was called, but it was fucking terrible. Every MMO they bring out for the, the the console is just shit. It just doesn't work properly. There was a Final Fantasy one that it was like one of the first presents that Kelly ever got us. It was for like my first birthday that we were together, mm. and um, I don't know. It was Final Fantasy fourteen or thirteen. Was it, or something. The, was it the same Final Fantasy MMO that was available on the PC or not? I don't know. I don't think it was the one that's that was. It was one that came off of the PC that uh, they basically relaunched mm-hmm. as like a brand new version of that. They, they, they rewrote the, the whole game and brought it out again. It wasn't that one. Um, I think it was Final Fantasy thirteen, maybe. I don't know, but it was it. It was shit. Like it really was. It was shit. It just didn't work. I tried other was... MMOs on the PC. I played like a little bit of Rift. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a Korean one that Aeon, Aeon, something like that. I tried. Mm-hmm. I remember before I got before I got World of Warcraft, there was like some you could play like they were just free, and they mostly were like top down. Mm-hmm. So you were looking from above, obviously to make it easier to for well, the processes it? and stuff. Ultima was. The beginning of them sort of games, mm-hmm. I think. Was, uh, so that so was top down. So I believe Ultima is made by the same Korean company that made Lineage and right. Lineage Two, and then they went on to make. You know, I could be wrong there, but I'm sure that they, that they were all Korean games. Koreans apparently massive into the mm. MMO gaming, and they were like, they though those games are very much what would be considered grind fests. It took longer to level oh. up. It was more repetitive. It was more like you just have to make do having the same set of skills for like. Fifty or sixty hours until so you got leveled stretched. up. Uh, so, I remember I, I tried to play them because you were playing World of Warcraft. I loved the look of it, but I didn't. I didn't have a laptop or a com- computer that could run it. Mm-hmm. So I was playing all these ones. I was downloading these free ones and trying them. Most of them were like browser games, I think. And then eventually, you said, I think you told you said it was a while to try to like, increase your RAM or something like mm-hmm. that. And we figured out that I could get like a bigger RAM chip for me laptop. It was York, and I didn't have an eBay account or anything, so you bought it on eBay. I remember what happened was, I bugged you for like days or weeks afterwards, saying, "Is have you had an email? When's it coming? When's it coming?" You were like, "Oh, it'll be, it'll be on its way, man. Don't worry." And it turns out you hadn't actually bought it. You hadn't clicked like buy or something like that, so it, it was never going to come. But eventually, you're like, "Oh shit, I haven't bought it." And then you bought it, and then a few days later, it arrived. I was like, "Oh, nice." Must one. have been stoned at the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then I stuck this little chip in the bottom, and it could run World of Warcraft. Like so that I, was it was, I, I tell you, it was fucking hilarious playing all the Warcraft for Tom because he used to spend hours setting up his how this looked on yeah. screen. I can believe this. Yeah. And well, he, he was, 
I mean, like, uh, so he played a rogue character. Mistrick. And um, I think when Tom got to the, it took him a while, when he eventually got to the maximum level, obviously he didn't I just get up on life I like there. I had. He, when he eventually got to the maximum level, level seven. I was like, I, I'll do some um, some battlegrounds with him, some PvP. Oh, yeah. And he used to get so pissed off because people wouldn't stand still so he could do his, <laughs> his combination of moves he wanted. It's fucking stupid, why are they running backwards and forwards? Because it's harder for you to hit them. And I would kind of do that, kind of backstab him to do that. And then we tried playing, like we started trying to play together, like we started two mages, because back when, it, in the original, oh God, ah, yeah. before they brought out the expansion, you could level up two ice mages together, and it was so quick and easy, but Tom being Tom thought that mages should be arcane, so yeah, we'll not yeah, go right. ice, and fuck me, it was infuriating. <laughs> Do you mean that one was called, you know, it was, were they both orcs? <laughs> I think we'll play it under undead of some kind. Yeah, or it was, or mine was called Demio, which I was really proud of. I was more proud of the name than how good uh, I was with the game. I, I remember like just getting really pissed off with you, like really quickly. I think we got up to about level fifteen, and I was like, "We're not doing this anymore." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a shame! Mystic was class though. He was bald, and uh, he was just like he always had a um, a thingy on, thing band mask, bandana uh, on his face. I was fucking class him. But I spent like hours and hours and hours like just getting so you would you would click go into stealth or whatever it was called, and then when you, when you click that you could like install mods. So this mod was like a button mod. So when I pressed that, other buttons would show up, um, and then you would click that one, then more buttons would show up, like depending on the state you're in. Like you would think though, if you're going to start playing a game like World of Warcraft and you have your best friend is like completely addicted to that game, plays it all the time, leads a guild knows a lot about what add-ons and things you should use. You'd listen to that person and go with what he said. His advice. Nah, no. nah. Tom went and found his own set of add-ons, yeah. AU, screens, uh, all sorts of stuff that he spent hours then looking into and perfecting that didn't actually work that well. But it, was, it had to be Tom's way. Um, Must just be lost before he could be found. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember um, the chair I had as well that I uh, gave to you because it uh, kind of cracked and I uh, bought a new one? And so then, uh, you were like, you literally they had this in the arm of the chair, there was like a, I don't know, hairline a centimetre hairline crack. And uh, Tom straight away went out and bought exactly the same chair, brand new, and gave it's me. It's the one I've got in there, actually, it's the same chair. Gave me his version, and now I remember. It lasted about six months or something. That crack turned into a big rip, and one day I was leaning on it, and it just arm oh, just snapped. <laughs> it and it fucking fell off. in one more game from Game and History mm-hmm. um, maybe into me Desert Island games sorry to do that that's fine so the Desert Island game oh, so we're moving on to Desert Island games uh, can I just quickly say before we do I've mentioned this quite a few times that me and you played through Half-Life Decay uh, well that's what I was going to go on to okay please like, do uh, then. Uh, segue yeah. into them okay. because 
so again, a, a game that I'm very fond of, I have great memories of playing, was Half-Life Decay. So yes. I could never remember. Was it? Did that come with Half-Life 1? I said Half-Life 2, then I think. Didn't I? It's Half-Life 1. It was the, no, the PlayStation. PlayStation 2 So version. you bought Half-Life, uh, the PlayStation yeah. 2, Half-Life, when they released it on the console. I had played it, like a lot. I had completed it on the PC. And then it had this co-op version on that me and Tom played the fuck out of all the time. We always did it. And that was like... That's the game I sort of most remember being lost on. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm lost and Tom's just fucking miles away. I need you to come and do this. I need you to help out with this part. And I'm like, I don't know where you are. Can you come back and find us? And he'd come running back and fight. And I'd just be stood somewhere holding the fucking yeah, <laughs> the yeah. crowbar in the corner, like whacking the wall. Spinning around, looking at the floor. Well, peculiarly enough, we played through that for the Half-Life special, right? right? And I was getting lost loads. Uh-huh. And that's why he said, oh, you're like sad. <laughs> he was the thing is, though, with me, with any game, right? So if, like, there's an obvious path going off to the left, but there is a little bit of corridor going to the right, I'm going to run down that corridor first and See, make sure there. there's nothing else down there before yeah. I move on. Yeah. So I would, even when I'm on the Most right path, I would like often think, oh, hold on, I'm going to go back and look and see what's down there whereas Tom would just always seem to know which way to go and would fucking run off in that direction four more that isn't there fear of missing out right. mm. so anyway that that's a game that I have really fond memories of in particular there's a part towards the end of the game I think where <laughs> there is a, a long like intro <laughs> so when you died and you start again you have to watch this full intro of the guy in the wheelchair this so, happened to us recently uh, yeah. it's so and, tempting and it would, it, it, you could shoot the guy in the wheelchair and as soon as you shot him he died and there would be game over you'd have to start again so me and him like as teenagers would sit and play through <laughs> this and as we'd put it back then in a very un PC way we would kill the spinal <laughs> Or shoot the spinal. I never said that. So, like, literally, like, I mean, it would get to the point where you, it would be infuriating to have to sit and go through it again. But you'd wait until he was just about done talking, and then shoot him in the head, <laughs> and then start laughing when the other person started raging. You want to fucking hell? Let's just get on with it. But I, I love that screen game. so you can see that the other person's sights are on him. Don't do it. Don't yeah. do it, please. Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, but that that would be probably my first um, like Half Life, including that uh-huh. um, co-op version of the game. I never understood why they didn't make another co-op version of it. Why they yeah. didn't release a a, um, a PC version of it? Because obviously Valve went on to do um, Portal, and they've done the co-op versions of Portal that mm-hmm. were really popular, really successful. That was just a brilliant. Co-op. It was probably the best put together co-op game I ever played. Yeah, it was the way that the different you had to take different routes at uh, times and stuff and like that. And do different things together and all that. I don't, don't know if did we ever actually beat the final. It's impossible. It's impossible. Uh, we we tried and did we do it eventually? But what? Use a cheat or something? Or? We finished it with a cheat, but it is impossible. Yeah. It, it just literally goes on for ages. Yeah. Mm. So you open that portal. You keep turning the yeah. valve thing. Uh, is that right? The valve. App? It's oh, where the things turn, flying yeah. in the in the, the triangular ship things that only ever turn up in that one bit. Uh, no, we never did. No, but we were trying to do it like raw. I suppose you could say like we were trying to do it without any sort of cheat cheats or anything like that. But it was just impossible. Actually, on, on the on the no, I'm really surprised that I forgot to mention this earlier. But on the topic of like having to listen, that's um, that the, the dude in the wheelchair talk for ages mm-hmm. and he's his assistant. Do you remember um, thirteen? Yeah. Oh, that. Not the that ventilation boss, shaft. I call it through the ventilation <laughs> shaft. <laughs> we mentioned yeah. that like quite a few times because it's one. Of, it's one of the worst bits of game in history. That way, the <laughs> checkpoint. The checkpoint is where you 
got to uh-huh. crawl through the entire thing uh-huh. and then let's find that crazy scientist. Let's pick crazy scientist, Torben. Yeah. And it was a quite a hard boss fight. Oh, so Neil's, well, boss, so hard. Neil's boss, what you do every time you die is you've got to go through this fucking... <laughs> Oh, it was, yeah, so that was one of the worst. While I was a, while I was a student, um, one of the guys I lived with bought that game. Yeah, and I fucking I loved it. I played loads of it. Never got to complete it though. And then when I moved back to Newcastle, I was like, I'm going to get that game. I bought it like well after it passed its its peak of popularity, and I bought it. And the second time through, I actually killed that scientist guy the first time. Really? So I only had to go through it once. And I remember afterwards, it coming up you saying like, have you done that part yet where you have to keep crawling through the fucking tube? I was like, I did it first time. So I didn't have to go through it again. But I would have had nightmares about it had I had to put up with that anymore. Because first time around, it was with the eighth or ninth time that I killed him. Do you know who did the um, the voice acting for that? For the main character? No. David Duchovny? Was it? Uh-huh. I think the game is loosely based on... Um, it's a French, a, a French comic, which oh, I, have, yeah. I have read um, back in the day. They did make changes to it, but I, I loved the animation style they used yeah, for that it was game. Great. Really, really good. Sort of it was uh, power and bang and boom. And mm. I remember a level where you were defending, like some, yeah, this your shark was getting attacked, mm. like with a helicopter and shark, yeah, the shark helicopter. Attack. Although helicopters in games are usually fucking annoying. Shark it? attack is that something? Shack attack. Uh, when you say, <laughs> is, yeah. that, is that a thing? That's shack like attack. Basketball player when he does his. Is that is that what it's called? A shack attack. Have I just made that. He made it up himself. Speaking of helicopters <laughs> and games, though, what what that, that reminds me of is um, Half Life Half Life Two, when you're in the silo. Oh yeah, that. that took a lot of fucking. With Half Life One, I'm so pissed off that the helicopter attack as well, didn't it? In, in Half Life yeah, episode two, memorable. Half Life two episode two. Mm. No, sorry, I'm, I'm getting, no, that wasn't. Which one were you talking about with the silo? Well, it was one of the ones I played when when I lived with you on the Xbox because I never, yeah. I didn't get Half Life on the PC. Half Life two on the PC. Is it the one that drops the bombs? Well. Aye. Aye. And it's you where you're trying to escape from it and on you the, don't on have the boat. any weapon. Uh, is that the you, bit you mean? All, you there was a there's a rocket launcher there with yeah with rockets. You have to keep running outside to grab the rockets, uh, and then you run back inside. They'd machine gun the fuck out of you as soon as you went outside. Oh yeah, I. Uh, I hated the mechanic of the rocket launcher on that mm-hmm. game where you. The laser you, followed the laser yeah, pointer. So you had to mechanically. Yeah, yeah, it was fucking stupid. Like how dangerous is that? There's <laughs> <laughs> some dude just doing that. Oh, don't mind me. <laughs> um, I saw me first Desert Island disc in that case would be. Sorry, Desert Island game. Sorry. Desert Island discs trademark. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, <laughs> oh, don't, don't want to get sued. <laughs> so Desert Island game, I Half Life, including the decay. Thing, so the PS2 version, just for um, shits and giggles. Yeah, um, and that's one I would still happily play again, like just to shoot that spinal one last time. <laughs> <laughs> We've got it in there. Bring um, it out one day. The least least surprising pick. Ever would be World of Warcraft. Yeah, that I would think be that's me, fair play. Me, me second one. I was going to go with that one first, but I thought I'd mm. lead people on to a bit of yeah. suspense. <laughs> um, I World of Warcraft would be the game that I've thought about it in the past. What I would I would love to have a World of Warcraft reunion uh-huh. with like the old. I'm still friends on Facebook or I've got on WhatsApp with one or two of them. There was a lot of them that I had no means or knowledge of where they are, how to contact them. But it, I would love to, and it's sort of those things that would never happen. You had a meet up, didn't you? I would did. We went down to London, and like, so my guild was made up of mainly people from like Holland, um, Belgium, uh, Sweden, 
and I think we've got like a good, good turn, like 15 people or something all came over and most of them, like there's a guy from Ireland, the, the guy I mentioned earlier, Lucian, I met him previous to that in Liverpool, when I lived in Liverpool he was on like a, a weekend over there on the drink with his mates and they all loved football and had gone to watch a Liverpool game and he didn't and he'd mentioned the night before they're all going to the Liverpool match and I was like well I live in Liverpool if you like want to meet for a pint or whatever and if you don't want to get used to it oh right brilliant I'll, I'll do that then so I met up and had a couple of pints with him and he was really really nice and then we posted a picture of it on my forum and as soon as we did like the conversation struck up of we should all try and meet up somewhere and London got nominated so I got the train down to London we ended up going to um, Richmond which is kind of like it's out just outside of London and we went there because one of the guys who had suggested it lived there basically uh-huh. it wasn't really a great location it was fucking miles away from everything else and, yeah. but when we got down there we had a night in the like local Wetherspoons the first night stayed in a hotel the next day like most of us went out together some of the other people done their own thing and then we went out to another part of London for a night out on the drink and oh, it was really it was a really good night full of like fucking very nerdy conversations uh-huh. and, but I, I had a really good time that and I say that wasn't long after that that like it, the game or the guild started to like lose a lot of its core members. Yeah. But as I say, it's the game I've spent undoubtedly the game I've spent most time playing. Um, that was most important to us. So that would be it. Probably be the only game I would ever consider playing again. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure I would feel let down by it now yeah. just because it would be with a different set of people. And then in terms of the the final one, I really struggled to to think of a third game that like meant that much to us. But ultimately, I would probably settle down Diablo 2 because okay. that was another one where I have just great memories of playing it. And I say, I think the thing with all these games are like, if I was on a, a desert island playing the World of Warcraft by myself, <laughs> I would soon get bored. Likewise, I would with Diablo. But if I was stranded with three PCs and a couple other people, <laughs> then then I'd be all right with them two games where I could play them. What we said in the past about the desert island games, you get all like facets of the game, so mm-hmm. you'd have them multiplayer element. Right. You could. Just because you're there, you mm-hmm. you'd be able to play it. It's more like three games that you you they're the only three you'd play. Uh, well, I mentioned you know. earlier I played a lot of Championship Manager, but looking back now, I have no desire to sit and play that ever again. No, no. Where I've is, got no like I, I loved it when I played it, but I, I the idea of, of picking it up now and playing it mm-hmm. and, uh, just doesn't appeal to me at all. I, I loved like ISS Pro. I played that for many many years. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that like FIFA went on to become the more popular footballing yeah. game. But I, I, again, I wouldn't really have much interest in sitting playing those. I think the last time I kind of spent a lot of time playing a football game was when the three of us and maybe Terry yeah. played, um, tried to win like the fucking World Cup or whatever <laughs> with England and yeah. we didn't win a game no. until eventually we were like on the verge of winning a game. And then I remember like, I remember it vividly as I cut down the wing and pulled the ball back across the box to the striker who was there to tap it in. And the striker didn't move at all. He just kind of stood looking towards oh, the crowd. And I was like, what's going on? What's going on? I looked across and Tom was texting someone on his phone, control pad on the floor in front of him. And I was like, right, that's it. I'm going to bed. This is done. This is the end of this that game. Doesn't sound like me I thought you were going to bring up the world's greatest goal was scored that time. Like each one of us had a touch. Was that overhead kick goal? I, I do remember we were scoring a fantastic goal, but uh, the ultimate memory of that was Tom ruining my chance to actually, to actually <laughs> so beat someone. On the because, because Why of, always me? <laughs> because he was texting someone. Fan of telly. <laughs> yeah, uh, that sounds that sounds about right. I was a fan of texting, like, uh, <laughs> but popular guy, what can I say? So they'd be me three anyway. That's good um, choices. Half-Life, World of Warcraft and Diablo 2. The first 
Before we finish, right, would you game, like to talk about game uh, uh, Game as I mentioned to you the other day, this has been the hardest part of preparing for this. It's tough, isn't it? We both I've, struggled, didn't we? I've really struggled because, as I mentioned earlier on, I'm not one for like, I don't watch cutscenes, I would skip them, I don't uh, read, like, I never read any of the text on screen, I would just like skip all that shit, get into the action. Don't really feel a great connection with any of the characters I've played. I like some characters, it's not like I've really identified with any of them. So I have really, really struggled and I've, I've got not a great thing. I don't have a choice that I really feel does justice to the question in the same way that some of your previous guests have. But the one I eventually settled on was Deckard Kane from Diablo. Okay. So he was in all of the Diablo, uh, Diablo games. Um, in Diablo 2, Deckard Kane would stand in the, the middle of the like town in the save point. And whenever you walk past him and clicked him, and he'd say, stay a while and listen. <laughs> and I could just imagine at some point in the future with me like drug adult, adult brain, I'll be like this boring old cunt that loves the sound of his own voice yeah. and just wants to tell everyone these stories about when he used to play World of Warcraft right. or some other games like that. So I'd be, stay a while and listen. So I, plus I could imagine like Dagad, he, he, he was like, he never used to move. He just stood in the same spot. I could quite easily believe that he was like sipping on some secret potion that yeah, was like yeah, getting definitely. them off or whatever. And boring people with these tales of like great adventures and days gone by so I think that's about the best I could come up with on that one oh, that's good. It, is, it is a tough one that everyone that's come on said they've struggled with it but oh, that's a good I like that one that's a good that's a good that's a good <laughs> top sentence cool that's brilliant oh thank you very much Shai. it was yeah. awesome uh, it's been a long time coming I know we were talking about having as a guest on before you recorded the first episode <laughs> was it that far back <laughs> very probably oh, I think yeah. you mentioned in like every episode uh, no it's 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 nice to have you here and I'm, I'm sure we'll have you now you've done you come on and done your history you can just come on and just fucking have some input and make mm-hmm. some jokes <laughs> instead of having any pressure <laughs> <laughs> instead of just having to waffle on about games that I've enjoyed no so. and, and I mean I knew that you would be predominantly about World of Warcraft and you listening to you talk about it also because I didn't obviously play it the fraction mm. that you did, but I still invested a lot of time in it, mm. and it brings back a lot of memories for me and how much I actually enjoyed playing it. Because even though I did spend a lot of time at like a ridiculous amount of time with the UI and stuff and make it look nice, I still managed to get Mystic up to like level seventy. I think I got Flo me me uh, priest up to like level 50, 50 to sixty or something like that. But I'd spent a lot of time playing it. That I thought it was it was awesome. But then I think an expansion came out, a DLC came out that increased the graphics or made it look better and my laptop was like eh. nah I don't think so like I just had to fucking knock it on the head uh, but I say I have very fond memories of it I also have feelings I hold against it kind of a like I say it ruined gaming for us mm. um, I never was able to play anything after it so I don't know whether like whether I just sort of grew out of gaming around mm. about the time I gave up World of Warcraft or whether it was just literally that game had been so big and so important uh, that nothing ever came close to it again it's a but tough. Like, it's it's something a, a tough to beat. Like, it's a tough one to beat. I've never ever got into it or anything. But there's a kid at work who, um, for one reason or another, when he was growing up, he wasn't allowed to play on computer like mm-hmm. games and stuff. And he got into WoW, and he was like, "I'm not going over me time." Like my job, he expected to go over me mm-hmm. time. I'm not going over me time. I'm gonna be home to play on WoW and. Like he got obsessed with it and it got to one point when we're coming back once and him and the manager were writing out strategies like I'll be the tank and I'll do this and I was like this is all I don't understand any of this I'll tell you another little quick 
uh, war-related story that shows how like into it we were. As a, a priest, which was my my class, I once conducted a, a wedding between two of the characters in <laughs> Me Killed who were actually getting married in real life, <laughs> and they wanted to have a wedding and they asked us beforehand, "Would you would you mind doing this?" And I was like. Like I think it's a little bit weird. Like I was thinking, I think it's a bit weird. But like, fuck it, if that's what they want to do, All like right. I'll I'll make an effort. So I actually wrote out like macros with like wedding vows on shit, and I was like, I need yous to say this and that. And they were like, Whoa, you're taking this much more seriously than we were planning. I was like, No, we're going to do it properly. <laughs> so I had an installment cathedral um, out on the steps, and like everyone else in the guild turned up in like tuxedos and dresses and all <laughs> that. And we had a wedding, monster. Uh, that's awesome. I remember that, there was a time I remember when I, when I was playing it, you you told me that I'm sure you and Terry were pretty close to actually getting it and giving it a go. Mm-hmm. I remember that and I was like really excited thinking, oh my God, like that would be class. But I don't think you didn't, well you didn't in the end. I remember no. in the end you didn't, you didn't do it. I always found I suppose it's a good thing. PC gaming quite hard to get into when I was like living with my parents and uh-huh. stuff, just for room. And, mm. and that my dad had a PC and obviously uh-huh. it was like, it was off limits really playing the amount of time you were putting into mm-hmm. like playing on it, it's it's a game that I think I probably would have liked though. That's the problem, but mm. that is the problem. With that yeah, game. <laughs> when you like it, it's, it's a big issue. Maybe it's just as well because I do yeah. have a bit of an addi- addictive personality when it comes to like if there's something I like. I you just, push through, don't you? You get through like, like this. I hit the wall on games, and I just think, ah, fuck it. But you push through, no. and I think that would have been something you'd probably just you'd keep going with it. I would have found it hard that it was dictating, like I couldn't go out or something. Like mm. that would be difficult because I know that if I was into it, I would do the same as what you do. I would. Well, why wouldn't you? If you went into something that much. Right. Well, we'll finish up then with the limerick. Oh, which I forgot all about. Run it by us again. I'll run it by you for sure. There was a young man named Sai. He was considered to be quite a fly guy. So I gave him some cream, if you know what I mean. Since it's late, goodbye. <laughs> okay, yeah. That, that, that works, that works. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay, nice. Topical. Topical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, no, again, as I've already said, thank you very much, Sai, for coming on. Mm-hmm. Oh, my pleasure. Have you enjoyed the experience? I have, I am, like I say, looking through the last couple of weeks looking through like lists of games and shit and trying to dig out names of games that I've played in the past rediscovering the name of um, Moonstone and that sort of stuff has been like really enjoyable yeah. also hope he's do manage to get it working on an emulator and I'll probably be interested in coming around having a game of it because I couldn't Moonstone. get it going on oh, that but, be uh, but uh, yeah, it's been it's been fun and it's like I say it's not something I don't game at all anymore but it was a massive part of my formative years so it's been interesting revisiting that myself cool excellent you enjoy yourself, Ross? I know, didn't I? It was a tear. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I've enjoyed it. It's been enlightening. Yeah. I, I've hated every second of it. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking, man. No, it's been awesome, as usual. Um, that's it, really. Thank you both for coming. And thanks to you all for listening to...
a joke with one thing. Please do. You see that? Uh-huh. Is that a good book? Is it good? I've never read it, mate. Um, I bought it about 15, 20 years ago. I never um, read it. Uh, it was all right. I got recommended it. Yeah, that was all right. I, I, you probably love it. <laughs> I don't know. I seem to be like <laughs> the best, best book getting... ever. It's just starting to synchronise. I will have. Like two girls on that period. <laughs> oh, lovely images. <laughs> That's probably an urban myth, I don't know. No, no, it's true. And the track bears as well. 